On today's Locked On Texan podcast, hear ye, hear ye, Texan sign veteran wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton, and also have a top 30 visit with Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks. Also some important NFL news, and the Texans are receiving some high praise. It's the first time for everything, but Cody, let's go ahead and start that countdown. Let's talk Texans. Are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Locked On Texans fans and viewers out there to another episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Sports Illustrated's Cody Davis, here to talk about the Houston Texans, some moves that they made in the last couple of days at the wide receiver position and who they could possibly look at in the draft. Of course, some NFL news. Then we're going to talk about how the Texans are getting some high praise from around the NFL uh, media. But first, the Houston Texans announced the Deshaun Hamilton signing over the weekend he will be joining the houston texans after spending three seasons with the denver broncos uh hamilton was drafted in 2018 a fourth round draft pick in denver he caught 81 passes for 833 yards total five touchdowns in 46 games over his first five seasons i'm sorry three seasons in the nfl uh he was going to be traded last season however he suffered an acl injury while working out uh, on his own time, and that delayed the trade and play this past season was released a couple of days ago, and now he is a Houston Texan. And right now, before uh, the draft and before training camp starts, before everything, right now, Houston's wide receiver depth chart includes Jalen Camp, second-year wide receiver Nico Collins, Chris Conley, Brandon Cooks, Davion Davis, Philip Dorsett, uh, Damon Hazelton and Chris Moore, pretty lackluster group at wide receiver there. So I am really <laughs> anticipating that Houston will address that position in this year's draft, right? And I think that with the multitude of players that are coming out at that wide receiver position, there's a, there's a bunch of talent. So Houston will have an opportunity to address it early, and I think they can address it later in the draft as well. Yeah, I'm I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh my God, this is a lackluster position group because John, I 100% agree with you. I do believe that that is uh, one of the primary positions that the Houston Texans will target throughout the draft, especially considering that this organization came out and said that they want to build around Davis Mills. They want to put him in the best situation possible to succeed, not just in 2022, but if he can showcase that he's the quarterback for the future for this organization, then of course the best way you can the best thing you can do for your quarterback is to is to give him weapons. And look, we this is one of the deepest wide receiver class coming out of this year's draft. And I think that the Texans are going to going to work wonders in this upcoming draft. However, John, in, in terms of Hamilton, majority of the players that the Texans are bringing in 
I think we can all agree that majority of those players are basically just fighting to get those last couple of spots on the 53-man roster and players that probably are going to be practice squad players, give or take. But when I take a look at Hamilton, knowing from what I know about him during his time with the Denver Broncos and I had an opportunity to do some film on him, I do want to say I do believe if Hamilton is able to go out there in training camp, I do think he has an opportunity to be a rotational guy only because he seems like a wide receiver that you can put either on the outside or inside as a slot receiver. And... John, you mentioned his numbers. I know his numbers don't really blow nobody away, but I do want to mention this. <laughs> Those numbers are pretty decent, considering that he has played with Drew Locke, Kendall Hamilton, Jeff Driscoll, Brandon Allen, Joe Flacco, and, of course, Case Keenum as his starting quarterback for those, what, three years where he was playing with the Denver Broncos. So I say all that just to say I am kind of – anxious to know what Hamilton will be able to do with let's be real the best quarterback he has ever played with on his side in Davis Mills and by the way John listeners and viewers had an opportunity like I just mentioned to go and and see some film of what the Texans are getting in Hamilton he seems like a deep third receiver and Davis Mills is at his best when you let him air it out I would also say we got to look at the players that he played behind Mm-hmm. As another reason, uh, and that's, why he and that's didn't another get an thing. Opportunity to you know get on the field as much, Jerry Judy and Corton Sutton, and then you have uh, KJ Hamler, uh, and now they have uh, Travis Fogum out there. But don't forget about Tim Patrick, who was able to be very useful for the Denver Broncos. Uh, we look at last year, seven hundred seventy-six catches, and then the year before that. Uh, we look at, sorry, not catches. Uh, the year two years ago, Tim Patrick in 2019 had 1100 yards. So, uh, I think that the talent for that Denver Bronco group, and I'm kind of excited to see them with Russell Wilson, a real quarterback, did limit him and what he's able to do. Now, let's transition over to Traylon Burks, a draft right receiver out of Arkansas. Um, he's a guy that can do a lot of things for Houston, and before I can talk about what he, what I believe he can do for Houston in terms of being a wide receiver. I want to give you guys some numbers to show exactly what he was able to accomplish in his last season against the number seven ranked AM at the time, 167 yards, one TD against the 17th ranked Ole Miss, 136 yards, one TD against Auburn, 109 yards, two touchdowns against Alabama, 179 yards, two tuggies. Against Damn. Mizzou, 129 <laughs> yards, one touchdown. He was just as good against unranked teams as he was against ranked teams. And I like him because, first and foremost, he is a former All-State outfielder, so he has the ability to kind of track those balls and go out there and make plays in open field. He has great hands, uh, and also he's pretty powerful uh, as a receiver. 6'3", 220 pounds, got a big frame. The 4'5", doesn't worry me. That speed doesn't worry me because what we see in the 40 time doesn't really necessarily mean much when we can see what he's done on the field in terms of his breakaway speed. Also, DeAndre Hopkins ran a 4-5. So, I mean, you know, apples and oranges there. But overall, I think for Houston, it could give them a good inside-outside threat. Burks generally aligned in the slot for the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks, 
77% of the time. So the slot position is somewhere he'd be comfortable. And why I like that? Well, okay. Now, we look at Nico Collins as a possession receiver, which is great. I think Nico can be one of those guys that when you need a first down, you can throw it to him and he can make the play. But when you look at what Burks can do, combining with Brandon Cooks, which we'll get into, you know, maybe you'll be able to interchange those two players inside and out, depending on who's on the field defensively and how you can attack them moving forward. So we look at the possibility of uh, two things, right? Houston wants to invest in Davis Mills, give this young quarterback a clear opportunity to be successful so we can evaluate him the right way. Well, do I think that Burks will go at number three? No, I don't, right? But 13 is where I can see Houston looking at the players on the board, and they may say, well, we got to have a wide receiver like him. And so they scheduled that visit. They had also a a visit conversation with uh, Sauce Gardner as well. I think Houston is doing a great job right now and looking at players that will be off the board pretty soon. They're picking sooner than later in the NFL draft, which is kind of new for them. Let's go out there and bring in uh, some explosive players that can possibly change the dynamic of this franchise. So I'm at the gym, knocking out my workout, go to the sauna room, leave out the sauna, got my water bottle. I'm chugging down some water, pat my pockets. Oh, yeah, guess what I got on me? That good old Bill Bar, one of my favorites, too. The uh, chocolate cookies and cream, the white chocolate cookies and cream, had that on me. Got one of the gym members walking by. He says, hey, man, did you get that from the front? I said, no, I brought this from home, brother. This is mine. This is the product I believe in. So he asked me about it. I told him it was a built bar, and I told him just like this. A lot of those other products, they do not give you the same same variety of flavors, the same goodness and sweetness, and the same healthiness that built bar has, right? And I told him straight up, some of those bars – They're not covered in 100% real chocolate. They don't have that real chocolate stamp on it. And when you look at what a Bill Bar provides, when you look at 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, you go look at those other bars. You go look at the candy bars. You go look at everything else. They don't necessarily stack up, right? So built.com is where you should be going Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Get right, get healthy, have fun, let it taste good as well. Bill Bar, check them out, Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, where Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Just enough time to enjoy a Bill Bar and your athletic green is free and available wherever you get podcasts. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, continuing here with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. The Houston Texans made one of the biggest, if not the biggest decision of this organization by trading Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. However, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't mean the work for the Houston Texans throughout the 2022 offseason has come to the close. As a matter of fact, 
By departing from Deshaun Watson, I think we all can agree that the work is just beginning because not only do the Houston Texans have to worry about the draft, they also got to take care of some of the players that they already have on their roster as of right now. And one of the players, John, listeners and viewers, I kind of forgot about his future with this team until I heard what Nick Casario had to say at the NFL owners meeting in Florida on Monday afternoon, Nick Casario was asked about the possibility of extending Brandon Cooks. For those of you who don't know, Cooks is entering the final year of his contract with a base salary hit of somewhere in the ballpark between 15 and 16 million for 2022. But he was asked about the possibility of extending Cooks, and he said, We are going to have a lot of those discussions probably over the course of the spring with different players, but Brandon Cooks has been a great player here in this league for a very long time, and he is extremely important to this program. John, listeners and viewers, I think this is going to be the next major decision for the Houston Texans on what do you do with Brandon Cooks because I'm on the side of keeping Cooks because in the first segment we just talked about why it's so important for the Houston Texans to build around Davis Mills because they feel that he could be the quarterback of the future. And like I mentioned in the first segment, I'm going to say it again. In order for a quarterback to succeed, you got to put weapons around him. And Brandon Cooks was his best weapon this past season. And, of course, we would like to see um, Davis Mills spread the ball out a little bit more beyond Brandon Cooks throughout um, this upcoming season. But... Look, Brandon Cooks is one of the few players where the Houston Texans can basically have the best of both worlds because not only he is he not only is he a culture guy and you know how much you know how much the Houston Texans love culture guys within this organization, but he is actually their most productive players. And John, I don't see the Texans wide receiving core getting better if they depart from Brandon Cooks. Yes, I understand there's a great possibility they can get their hands on arguably the best wide receiver in the draft class of 2022. But at the same time, this is a team that actually wants to go out there and compete next season. And the best way they can compete is if you keep Brandon Cooks. However, on the flip side of things... (laughs) When is it a good time to depart from Brandon Cook should be the question. Because, look, if you let him play on that final contract and he depart next year in free agency, you risk the possibility of losing him for nothing. Or, given the fact that he has that he has had back-to-back 1,000 receiving yards since coming to Houston, he is still a high-volume receiver. Do you want to explore the market and see if you can get possibly a second round pick back for Brandon Cooks in returns? It's I'm conflicted, but I want to see Brandon Cooks. And look, of course, outside of his production on the field, this is a guy who has been the biggest leader for the Houston Texans over the last two seasons. Yeah, I look at Brandon Cooks as somebody that could, you know, really help out the Kansas City Chiefs right now, right? They're not mm. in the market. They Green are in the Bay market. too. Green Bay too. <laughs> Green Bay as well. But I, I know Kansas City is in the market right now for a veteran wide receiver. I'm just kind of playing around with that idea. Uh, but, you know, the, the importance of keeping Brandon Cooks is pretty simple, Right. I don't believe any quarterback can really succeed without consistency around him, 
right? And I would point to uh, your boy, Baker Mayfield, right? His first couple of years, he had three different head coaches, three different OCs, right? And so I, I look at that, you know, situations where there's a lot of revolving doors that you can't necessarily uh, help or change or stop the revolvingness of it, just get some consistency. Brandon Cooks provides that for any quarterback he plays with, it seems like. right? Whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Drew Brees, uh, that with the two-year span with the L.A. Rams, with Jared Goff, and now uh, his previous, his last two years with the Houston Texans, he can step on the field and be productive for whoever he's throwing the ball to. And I think last season was maybe his best slash most underrated season because of the circumstances of what was going mm-hmm. on around him. And so if he's able to be productive with that type of environment, with uh, you know, at one point you had a quarterback starting the game who didn't finish the game, and then you had a, a seven-game period where you had a rookie quarterback out there just trying to do something positive and still able to be productive, well, I think he's a player you reward. Now, in this business, you do reward players by two things. Either you pay them or you trade them to a better situation. And that's to answer your the second part of that, when do you trade Brandon Cooks? I think that, and I, you just mentioned it, after next year he's able to walk, right? Mm-hmm. So if Houston is a competitive team and they feel that they absolutely have an opportunity you know, to make the playoff playoffs or win this division. Yeah, you look at Brandon Cooks as a player, you keep around. And I also think it does depend on what you do uh, in this draft. If you find a wide receiver like a Burks maybe or whoever else that you're comfortable with in this draft to be your wide receiver one, oh, then, yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and explore trades for Brandon Cooks to maybe send him off to a better situation and then in turn, it'll also benefit the Houston Texans because that team will be traded for a receiver, a needy team, a needy receiver team. They'll probably give up a pick higher than what maybe another team may. When I look mm. at the Kansas City Chiefs once again. And I, and they I'm got just, a lot of draft picks. <laughs> right. So, But I think Brandon Cooks is the player that, you know, he wins in zones, right, when he got to go up against zone coverage. He wins mm-hmm. in one-on-one coverage. He, he's a player that can find holes on the defense, sit Make a play, right? And so he's a play. You don't necessarily want to move on from him unless you're like a lot of the, you know, and I'm getting, a, I've been getting a lot of backlash. Texas fans out there that just kind of, eh, we're not going to do anything anyways. And if the, the franchise, if Houston is looking like that as well, then I think it's fair for them to do what they did for Mark Ingram, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to move you to a place where, uh, you may have more success for your career because it's not working out now here in Houston. And, you know, Brandon Cooks going back to New Orleans, that could be big for Jameis Winston and that wide receiver group. And I think they need wide receivers. So for Houston uh, and for Nick Casario, who I think has done right by players, look at uh, maybe bringing players back that should have been released or moving on from players and allowing them to go to a better situation. I remember Randall Cobb, he let Randall Cobb trade him back to Green Bay last season because mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't working out. But I will say this, Brandon Cooks, to me, is one of the, I, I would say, top 10 underrated players Ooh, boy. in the league. And not just wide receivers, players in the league. Between 10 to 15, I think Brandon Cooks would stack up in the most underrated group because of 
He's able to step on the field and be productive in any scheme for any quarterback, and that's what we've seen. That's a fact. And for him to do what he did last year with Davis Mills and Tyron Taylor at times, you know, I think that speaks to just how good he is. I wouldn't want to see him departed from Houston uh, unless it's a, it's a situation, as I mentioned, where you're granted to go to a place because this front office wants to see you succeed and it's just not working out here in Houston. It is up to Houston to make things work out and put a product on the field to where, you know, they can go out there and win some games. And I will say this, Mina Combs on her show got gave some high praise for the Houston Texans. And, you know, next hmm. couple of years, man, it may be worth watching, may be worth the while. Do we think Brandon Cooks will be able to stick around for that long? <laughs> if the money's right, then, uh, you know, if the money's good, he's going to be everywhere, wherever the money at, right? Oh, the yeah. Money is high. But uh, in the next couple of years, you should, should be in a more competitive situation in the state. You mentioned how Brandon Cooks is top 10 underrated in the league today. I'm going to go off a limb and say this is a guy who is – one of the most underrated players of all time because, John, like you just alluded to, for him to go out and have another season where he record over 1,000 receiving yards with Tyrod Taylor and a rookie Davis Mills under center, that speaks a lot to his talent, especially when you consider that majority of his career he was balling with Drew Brees, um, Tom Brady. Then, of course, you know, he had that one terrific season with Deshaun Watson. But, you know, that's the on-field part of Brandon Cooks. And... Another aspect that I'm looking at this as, and I think Nick Casario and the Texans, this this might be one of those rare win-win situations only because it seems like it doesn't matter which direction they go on, whether or not to extend Brandon Cooks, keep him here for a season, you know, trade him and get something back in return. I seem, I, I feel like the Texans can benefit from it. But I also want to point this out as well. Um, I mentioned how Brandon Cooks, was a leader in the Texans locker room over the last two seasons. And I had an opportunity both on and off the record to speak to Nico Collins about that as well. Nico Collins loved Brandon Cooks. Of course, he's the leader in the wide receiving core. You take a look at who the Houston Texans can go after in the draft. We just finished talking about Burt, Chris Olave, two, uh, a guy both you and I really hope the Texans have an opportunity to get at number 13. Why I'm bringing all this up? It won about 10 years ago when the Houston Texans brought in um, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins spent two seasons with Andre Johnson. And every time D-Hop had an opportunity, he always talked about how much he learned from Johnson. And that's what helped him become the wide receiver that he became today. And I think if we want to see guys like Nico Collins, if we want to see guys like a Chris Olave, if he has an opportunity to put that Houston Texans jersey on, you have to have an opportunity to pair him up with a guy like Brandon Cooks, who has been successful in this league, who should have got a little bit more recognition, especially in my book. But that's very important to get these guys under a very good veteran and hopes for them to succeed, not just for the Houston Texans, but their career as well. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And why? Why? Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. 
you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on these little smartphones, baby. Save time and money with using Rock Auto. That simple. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. What amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need, rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Make sure your second listen is the Locked On NFL Draft Show with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Cody, before we get out of here, there's no grind like the slow grind. However, <laughs> I've said that in a long time. But however, the NFL did have some changes uh, that I think is very important to discuss. Then we're going to kind of get out of here with some hot Not plays, for the Texans, at least. Well, it could possibly <laughs> – and this is the playoff rule, right? Uh, but the new playoff overtime rules goes like this. Both teams will have the opportunity to, process, uh, to possess the ball in overtime – in the postseason, if the score is tied after each team has possessed the ball, the next score wins. If the team kicking off to start the overtime period scores a safety on the receiving team's initial possession, that team that kicked off is the winner. Do you like that? you like the new NFL postseason overtime rule? I mean, it's hard for me to say yes and no. No, because I did love the sudden death because it's like keep everybody on edge um and and i guess i love it because one between the saints and the texans never had to worry about that <laughs> and, and two and most importantly even as a reporter never had to worry about that but i don't have the emotional tie to the overtime rule like kansas city what was that, in 2019 they were screwed because they didn't have an opportunity to get the ball. And we saw the same situation happen with the um, Buffalo Bills. You know, they didn't have an opportunity to get the balls. And it's kind of funny. Uh, the Chiefs was on both the good and bad part of the previous rule. Also, the NFL owners have approved a mandate for all offensive linemen, tight ends, defensive linemen, and linebacks to wear a guardian cap helmet shell from the beginning of training camp until the second preseason game, and the goal is to reduce uh, concussions or any avoidable uh, head contact. Also, I read somewhere where concussions were down last year, even though the number of games increased from 16 to 17. So that's always a positive. But uh, ESPN's Phil Gates and Mina Combs predicted on the Mina Combs show uh, that Houston is going to get better before it gets worse. And this is where some of my praise comes in. From Phil Yates, he said, I actually think Nick Casario has done something interesting and useful, some useful things in taking over. And I would be 
Uh, and I would earmark them as a team to watch over these next two to three years. There's a lot of stuff that's going on right now down there, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about them in a favorable light in the next couple of seasons. Also, me and Kyle's continue with, given what they've done to accelerate their rebuild, obviously with the Watson trade, their team is going to be really fascinating ahead of the draft because they're putting the pieces in place right now. It looks like they're going to roll with Davis Mills, which suggests it's obviously still a transition year, but there's a lot of things they could continue doing to get ready for when they're finally going to compete again. So Houston getting some positive uh, media love, which is kind of rare, very rare for the Houston Texans uh, or, or the Rockets and the Astros to get any positive, real positive media presence uh, or, or love. But Media Council Field Yates feels like the Houston Texans could be in a better position within the next couple of years. And I think that is something positive to hear. And you know why? Because Davis Mills shows some promise. Davis Mills shows some potential. Like I've been saying this whole entire time, and this is why 2022 is so important. If Davis Mills continue to progress and to continue to develop like the way we saw those last, what, five games? Arguably the second best rookie quarterback in the class where nobody knew his name? Dog, Texans got a bright future, baby. I'm excited. You know what? I need that to happen because I have a steak dinner on the line with uh, my mother-in-law. If Davis Mills has a good year, uh, we talk what, 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 what is a good year? Maybe we could talk about this on tomorrow's show, but uh, I said, I said over 3,700 passing yards, mm. uh, I said over 23 touchdowns and under 13 interceptions. Okay, if he does, right. if he does that, I got a steak dinner coming my way. Davis Mills, I need you to work, baby. Thank you for checking out the Locked On Texan podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Texans as well. Like, comment, please comment. We are 95 subscribers away from 1K. <laughs> Make sure you're showing love out there. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12 for all Texan music, sports, interactions. I like to have fun. Come have fun with me. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.